0: Shall we do a show? Let's.
1: Bye bye, guys.
0: Rob, could you punch Jack for me? I am building it all up for one good old haymaker in a bit, (laughs) (laughs) mate. And welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I am Simon, and joining me, as ever, are Rob. Oh, Kenichua. Irish. Hello.
2: And Jack. Uh, I think you'll find it's pronounced MVP. (laughs) Shut your (laughs) face He's still harping on this. Oh, I will do for the next hundred episodes. (laughs) Would you like to explain exactly why you're harping on this so we can get out of the way? Uh, because the Metal Gear Solid episode, I you know <laughs> just <laughs> led. Uh, it happens to have <laughs> over twenty three thousand listeners on SoundCloud. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not one to brag. You yeah. you all know I've got a really small yeah. head, and you know, figuratively <laughs> and and literally. Yeah, why? Well, um, okay, none of that. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm not going to just keep going on and on and I just, on. I know I am. I, I mean, I don't want to say. Like the messiah of world one stage one, a modest messiah, yeah. I'll settle for like the star player, yeah. You're at the carpenter level at the moment, you're yeah. Of, yeah, you're kind, of, you're kind of you know, you put your feelers out. I mean, I'm the, the the Babe Ruth of world one stage one, okay. I don't understand which sport that man played, but I get have it on good authority that he was good at that sport. You're the lone star beer of podcasting fame, yeah. I- I'm the 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 uh the bestest. I mean, you know, not that you guys aren't great and everything, but, you know. I don't think I was on any of those episodes, though. So, I mean, uh, either that's a sign,
3: or <laughs>
0: did you <laughs> or realize that? We we just or, or we
2: just haven't, you know, we haven't hit, hit, know, right. hit that yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd have to try and
0: change something, and I don't know. Well, what we could do is, is try another show about a popular video game franchise, something kind of timely. Something that's just had another instalment
1: released recently. Something dark. Any thoughts, Rob? Um, just
2: trying to think of a suitable dangan romper. That's the one. No, wait, no way. It's Dark Souls. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, I'm going to begin by saying, forgive me. Putting your microphone up to the microphone. I'm. Uh, uh, oh, it's on airplane mode, mate. Ah, good night, So I won't do that. And it's so I can read my. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Airplay mode won't affect the microphone. No. Excellent. Wow. That's, cool. that's great. Um, because I have. Yeah, I, I'm running the show today, sort of. Um, I am going to tell you all the story of a poor Japanese child. <laughs> he rose to become a president
0: <laughs> and how he had the destiny i've got to say i don't know make- much about this franchise but this is going in a very different direction to what i was
2: expecting uh, he he had a destiny and his destiny was the <laughs> dark souls franchise he was destined to to make these video games so, for us, this is really. uh, just before we begin. This is in response because we got some lister mail um, that actually requested a Dark Souls episode. It was a little while ago, nearly. Yeah. We've been a bit yeah, slow getting around to it. Um, we have been talking about it for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, I don't remember their name. I, I think it was Yan or was it a Lee? Or a, I, I don't remember. It was an L. It was an L. But there was no so request. It. Like mark. Yeah, so mark. Um, but this is just yeah. to say, you know, we, we do respond and we will we will obviously take requests. And we um, do occasionally do episodes about video games. And, and video games, and we do like our listener mail. So, you know, if you want us to talk about something bloody fire it our way. And Absolutely. You, know, you never bloody know. So here we go, strap in, guys, because this is bloody dark souls. So I want you guys to
0: <laughs> cast your minds back some <laughs> before years before you get started. i oh, go on. Requests for Dark Souls come from Will, Leah, Lea. out Leah, Lea, the, the Leah we know. Oh, okay. And I- uh, Jan, who has spoken to us before. Ah,
2: ah. No, well, Lea- I Jan. don't think I know any of these people. That's great.
0: But it, this <laughs> is for you guys.
2: Anyway, cast your mind back. To some time in the past. All right? How, how long ago in the past? Because <laughs> um, I, I was only there last year. I don't... It doesn't so have his age. If I don't have his if, age. If it's last year, then I can, I can cast my mind back to it that. Was, it was a while back. Okay. Right? It was a while back. Okay. Just, just a while. Okay. 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 In, uh, nice. in, in uh, Shizuoka. Do you want me to read that for you? you? Sure. Yeah. No, you got it. Shizuoka. Shizuoka. Japan. There was a young boy named... Kitaka Miyazaki. Any relation? To me? No. <laughs> 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 uh, but to someone, I'm sure.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, <Karen>. Um <laughs> <laughs> This is a good start. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, you know, this is poor kid Miyazaki. And uh, he's grown up uh, on, on the mean streets. Shizuoka. <laughs> Shizuoka. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Did he actually grow up on the streets? Not on the streets, no. no. But they were, as a family, he, he grew up in a very, very poor household. Okay. And that's such he didn't have, you know, the luxury of many games or uh, even as far as like buying mangas and stuff like that, he couldn't... He'd have to, to borrow things. Yeah. You know. Or write and draw his own. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And one day, he, he met someone a mate at an arcade who said I know you can't really afford any manga so here's here's this you know this manga for you to read you can borrow it and he's yeah. like oh cheers thanks a lot and he takes it home and he looks at the cover well he looks at the cover first but anyway yeah. um, and he sees that it's a copy of Berserk <gasps> oh, fucking love uh, Why don't you tell us quickly about Berserk, Jack I can't really tell you quickly about Berserk Because it's like a billion, million chapters long Well, just the premise, premise. Okay, of it. man with a big sword goes around fighting evil In a medieval land that's all dark and gritty And even small, small amount of light and hope in there But it's constantly moving further and further away And will we ever see the end of it? Probably not, because it's been going on for like 30 years now The man who draws in writes it is in his 80s And he said recently that it's about halfway finished Oh, that was amazing there you go thank you very much mate um absolutely uh, and i'd like you to take note of those themes those that idea of a never-ending journey where all hope seems lost uh so he reads this this is manga right and he loves it he can't get enough of it obviously he can't Wait. get all of them because he can't buy them it, obviously as you say it's quite a long one but yeah. he's he's reading berserk already this kind of um um Theme of um, sort of Western medieval fantasy is kind of affecting him. Hmm. So he goes back to his, uh, this arcade and he meets his friend and he, he gives him back his manga and he goes, That was absolutely incredible. Uh, what do you want to do now? And because, uh, like, oh, I, I guess we can just play some video games in the arcade. That's why we're here, right? Yeah. So uh, they go into the arcade and um, have a look around, playing some games. And then uh, Miyazaki spots a particular game that he kind of likes the look of and uh, wanders up to the, uh, the arcade machine, has Dragon Quest written yeah. in big letters uh, along it. Uh, Dragon Quest. Does anyone know about Dragon Quest? Irish probably does. Yeah, I know about Dragon Quest. I not it was it. I didn't think it had an arcade edition. Oh, are you sure it's Dragon Quest? Oh, it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's a RPG. So He might not have played it in the arcade. He might have gone to a mates and played it. Okay. That's... The point is, he played it. He played Dragon yeah. Quest. Right. Okay. Uh,
1: anyone want to fill me in about Dragon Quest? Uh, a series of RPGs, magic, warriors, you
2: know, classic fantasy. Slimes. Lots of, what? All I know about Dragon Quest is that fucking Wait, slimes are... I'm not thinking of Dragon Quest. <laughs> are you thinking of Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Druaga? No, Dragon I'm... Slayer? No. <laughs> are you thinking of literally any number of a thousand <laughs> oh, games no, that we had in the yeah. 80s with the name Dragon in the title? I don't know, it was. It was the Dragon Quest games. It was the Dragon Quest games. Okay. But it was also the one where you play a foolish knight, and you... King, max- uh, you mean? do you mean uh, Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Lair as well. He played that as well. Right, okay. Dragon's Lair. Does anyone know about Dragon's Lair? Simon does.
0: We we did have a wonderful uh, review. compact review of that from a listener <laughs> once that, uh, that summed it up. But Dragon's Lair was the quintessential quarter eater in the arcade. It was basically a series of quick time events around a beautifully animated, sort of hand drawn, cell animated uh, story. Tom Bliss, it, was it?
2: Yeah, does it it yeah. And he's now also that's quite topical because there is a uh, Dragon's Lair movie coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, Don Bluth is getting back into the animation game after like 25, 30 years. And he's gone, it's coming back in with Dragon's Light. Like it's that. crowdfunded. I believe there's a Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Oh, That's okay. why I thought it was in an arcade. Yeah. Because um, was in an arcade. Yeah, yeah. I own it on DVD, an interactive DVD, and you can just watch it as a movie.
0: Yeah, because essentially what it is it's just a, a short animated film with the occasional bits where you press a button to not die. And I'll be honest, watching it as a movie is a better experience.
2: Yeah, it's a yes. slightly less frustrating experience. Yeah, uh, it's it's basically the the birth of uh, QuickTime quick time events, really, isn't it? It is, but it's it's <laughs> more frustrating than that. I I'll have to show you a review. I mean, oh, I, I've I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. We'll probably. have to go back also through the World One Stage One episodes to find that review. Who was the who was the listener that did that? That was Irish Mike. It was Irish Mike. I was like I was trying to think it was Ewan, um, but. Uh, no, uh, that was that is basically everything I strive to be in a reviewer was that review of Dragon Slayer. <laughs> it's when yeah, I remember it well and uh, very succinctly put. But again, once again, I'm just trying to reinforce this arduous journey fraught with danger in a medieval fantasy setting where dying is as easy as that. Exactly, succeeding is the most difficult thing in the world. Once again, <laughs> I see where this is another going you know brick in the foundations of where this is going. Um, And yeah, I mean, other than that, like from this birth to like a love of his that he fell in love with things like Dungeons and Dragons. He he also loved like uh, individual game books like Sorcery. Oh, I love the the, Steve Jackson books. Yes, I loved those as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. So we're partying with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, all of this is kind of like kind of nurturing him as he goes along. Yeah. Um, When did it all go wrong? This is what I want to know. When did he become evil? (laughs) <laughs> ah, well, you see... <laughs> who hurt him? <laughs> yeah, light and dark, in Dark Souls, absolutely. Yeah. He uh, he obviously, you know, went a bit wrong somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he didn't. It's a it didn't go wrong I personally feel that these games are great which is oh, why no, I'm doing this episode <laughs> that, that's fine but at some point you know someone killed Gwen Stacy that's all I'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so uh I mean yeah he went to university and I'm gonna skip to the bit where he uh basically yeah like he played games a lot of different games like Ico Shadow Colossus as well like it was sort of like ongoing throughout you know him good man good man okay. you know, absolutely but uh yeah he uh jumped into a company sort of ground not ground level but you know mid-level company called from software from Uh, software from software yeah from software what It, it was from software I follow you. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) From Software. Uh, It was founded in 1986 and it (laughs) developed into. I'm just reading now. No, don't don't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. But it was founded in 1986 and it was basically famous for for, uh, games such as uh, the Armored Core series. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. I love... I, I uh, see, uh, that's the thing I, I was actually going to ask you guys if either of you had any experience with Armored Core. Armored Am- Am- Core is one of, my, one of my favorite franchises of games. Uh, it goes wrong a lot, but even if a game goes wrong, the idea of being able to build your own giant robot yeah. piece by piece yeah. and choose whether it has like spider legs or you know a giant rail cannon or what have you or legs that bend backwards to make it go faster oh. um you know that sort of stuff it's, it's just really cool that's really cool well i mean yeah i mean I, I mean i was looking into this and i saw it was pretty popular and oh yeah was like, yeah i don't know what the latest installment they're in, in um i believe according to my notes "Armored Core verdict day uh was released worldwide september 2013 uh, still on the same effect. premise, I think. It's still like yeah, from robots. what I got from looking at the game. Giant robot law yeah. enforcement. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Like it looked like a, a lot like um, Steel Battalion. Yes, but like not quite as big. Yeah. And obviously not as an innovative a controller. Yeah. That was a great controller, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, the, um, the station or whatever it was. You know uh, what? Yeah. Funnily
0: enough, From Software also made Steel Battalion heavy armor. Oh, there uh, you go. Well, was
2: that the Connect one?
0: That was, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, plus, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's not so bad if you just sort of forget that Steel Battalion happened. Like, on its own, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty cool. If it wasn't but, called Steel Battalion. Yeah. But know, as in, like, but it's just that we judge it based on how fucking awesome Steel Battalion was. Also, Steel Battalion, a game where winning is really difficult and losing is fought with all manner of fucking danger. Yeah. It's, it's great though. That's an episode we should do a stream of for uh, for the YouTube channel. But, but that's a discovery. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd want you'd want like a face cam. We need face cam for that. On, on that. Absolutely, yeah. for the amazing controller. uh but yeah, absolutely. So that's one thing that they're kind of famous for. Another thing, um and again, another game that I've never played, but it looked really fascinating, is a, a series of games called Kingsfield. Kingsfield series. Like yeah, I actually no, gotta admit, no, I've never heard yeah, of Yeah, I don't I think uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think this is quite. These are quite obscure titles, but essentially, it's a first-person RPG slash exploration game Mm -hmm. where you, um, once again, like you're going through sort of dark, really dark medieval fantasy kind of. um, Is this one of those sorts of games like from the Amiga where you are like? You've just got a first-person shot, and every, every button pressed forward is, like, one square along in the dungeon.
0: And- no, it was, no thought- it was PlayStation games. Uh, you won't have, oh. have played them because they were Japanese-only. Ah, okay. That's why Yeah, I can see it. Really I don't have to reaction, feel bad yeah. about not knowing them.
2: Then. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, but, I mean, I, I think they were quite popular. I mean, it had a number of sequels, um, but it was... Um, yeah, once again, it was this weird traversing through dark tunnels and like mysterious lands uh to it usually with Kingsfield I believe it's like usually a revenge story of some type. Um but I'd like to look into those more actually because they actually are quite interesting. It looks it basically looks like a cross between uh an early Elder Scrolls game and Dark Souls. We can probably find a somewhere, uh, I guess so yeah. Uh,
0: um, I know you definitely can have at least the first one because it was released for Windows uh? and there is a translated patch for it. So it's like uh, like Clock Tower. Never
2: like officially re- the, f- the first fear never officially released in English. But then they made like a port for the PC that you mm. can get fan translated. Okay, and but there we go. So yeah, there's Kingsfield. I mean, other things that they made things that I again I've not actually heard of. There's one called Chrome Hounds. Uh, ton- Chrome Hounds was a um, Hounds. giant robot game from was it early Xbox three hundred and sixty. It was, was yep. three hundred and sixty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Atogi and uh, Tenchi. Atogi was like an early Xbox One, as in sorry, original Xbox, not Xbox One. Yeah, a uh, game where you went around as a with a katana chopping up demons. Huh. Uh, and what was the other one? Uh, Tenchi. Tenchi. Yeah, they made Tenchu. Tenchi. Tenchu. Holy shit! Yeah. Sorry, Tenchi was just like an awesome series of games. It's the Ninja games.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I recognise Tenchi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that's basically what they were famous for before. Well, yep. Shadow Assault Tenchu was the only Tenchu game they made. Oh, it says, and Tenchu... Oh, never mind. They added games to the <laughs> red My extensive research
2: is shining. Um, but yeah, this is all before they released a little game called Demon Souls. Now... Demon's um, Souls. Demon, Demon's Souls. Yes. Did I not say that? Well, it, Did it, I say Demon's Souls? The problem is, when yeah. you say Demon's Souls... Demon's Souls. It kind of sounded like you were either yeah. saying Demon's Souls or Demon's Souls. That's right. You, yeah. see, you see the problem here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Irish, um, I happen to remember you saying that you had some experience with the Souls series. Yes, I have played Demons and the first Dark Souls. That's awesome. Okay, so at least you know you can uh, sort of, you know, at least yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, but yeah um, uh, Demon Souls is it, basically a combination of all those things I've just been talking about. It's a, an RPG, uh, survival RPG, almost uh, where you level up by going around fighting dangerous monsters, uh, which, when they die, you collect their souls. You get a certain amount of souls, you can then level up, and you keep going doing so. However, I mean, this is a, a franchise of games that has had, uh, um, you know, add-on editions known as Prepare to Die. I mean, the, the whole thing about these games, which I mean, I, I know you joked before, Jack. Um, actually, it's probably not a joke. Is he saying that when you, whenever you talk to anyone, who's played a Dark Souls or, or, or a Souls game, they always say how difficult it is. Yeah, like if you, if you're, a, you'll, you'll know when you're around a Dark Souls fan because you'll say, "Oh man, I just did this thing the other day, man, that was so difficult." And they will always interject, and say, "You think that's difficult? Dark Souls is difficult." Yeah, doesn't matter is. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like man, I had a cup of tea this morning, and they'd be like. T, Dark Souls is difficult. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even... I don't even... <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... Sorry, go ahead, mate. The thing about the, the franchise
1: is you're going to die. There, there is no way around it in this game. You're you know, you destined to die and die a lot. That's right. It's going to happen. Just,
2: just lie back and accept it. It's, you're going to die. But it's... Um i mean and and a lot of people i suppose there there could be the argument that that say that could be a negative thing for a game perhaps perhaps you know um you dying all the time may not be you know uh reflective of um you know a, a decent cohesive video game experience you know um but I think the thing That I like about Dark Souls And the way it handles Death itself In the series It's, it's, it's part of the mechanic It's it? built into the game itself It's part of the mechanic it's Which the is, way the game works I like when games do that Because if, if your character Is going to die hmm. uh, You can either have it Be a fun little arcade game Where if your character dies Oh they come back At the checkpoint And that's it Because it's a game Yeah or you can have it built into the, the mechanic I like um, oh the, the the Prince of Persia games yes. where it's him telling a story mm. and when you die he's like oh no wait hang on no that didn't happen that was stupid. It's it, I love it's it's a little thing, but it's quite fun, just him going, and then I fell into and then I fell down a precipice and died. Wait, no, hang on. <laughs> no, no, I made it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of an asshole, really. But what's so what, how does the sort of mechanic of dying in Dark Souls well it, it it buys into the lore of Dark Souls and my god there, there is so there's so much lore in the soul series that I I, I won't go into it in depth at all okay. because I'll be here for Can a Can you long do time. something for me that no one has ever been able to do? Oh okay. Can you explain to me what the plot of Dark Souls is?
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> I I too would appreciate that because I know nothing about Dark Souls beyond it's stupid
1: hard. Yeah, you collect souls. Other
0: people grief you. That's kind of as far as I've gotten.
2: Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'll tell you about the actual in-game sort of setting. Yeah. And then I will go into, obviously, those elements of griefing and things like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... Uh, basically, the se- the Soul series. Well, I, I I'm pretty sure that Demon's Souls is actually separate from Dark Souls one, two, and three as a setting. Yeah, I mean, that they are um, set in different places. So, somewhat like Bloodborne, which is uh, Bloodborne is completely disconnected okay. from it. Not, not even the same yeah, it's Bloodborne is is like Lovecraftian almost. And okay. like, although, in fairness, there's a lot of Dark Souls is influenced by that too. But anyway, story setting. It takes place within a medieval fantasy setting, essentially, as I was referring to before, uh, where you as a character coexist with knights, dragons, uh, monsters, um, and the reoccurring theme of all the games is that you are generally exploring a once powerful civilization uh, that has now just crumbled uh, into dust and now only silent kind of... um, Clues remain as to what was once there. Hmm. Because everyone's dead. <laughs> if they're lucky. If they're lucky, absolutely. They're dead, 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 undead. Exactly. Um, so basically there's that running thing. There's always your prosperous kingdom that fell into its um, it. turmoil. But not always ruin. Like, like for instance with, I believe it's Dark Souls, uh, that instead of it falling into ruin, it succumbed to decadence.
3: Yeah,
2: huh. uh, like that. It, it wasn't. It wasn't simply that you know the walls around them were crumbling down in an apocalypse. It was that it was like the last days of Rome, almost. It and was festering from within. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With just um, tyranny and corruption. Yeah. So that, it's that kind of overlook as well. Uh, it, they all have their different spin, but um, and your goal really is to sort of navigate and uh, navigate and try and unravel the mystery of what happened to this uh, to these different kingdoms. Um, to uh and in the meantime grow in power strength and uh from that be able to unlock different areas of the game okay um and that's that's another thing that i mean it it, uh, that is that the soul series is praised for quite a bit is because it's it is non-linear and it is at the same time it's really strange There's, there's a place you have to get to how you get there is sort of up to you. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's spot on, actually. Because, it's, it's long um, long,
1: it's, sorry, go it's ahead. Almost, it's almost along the lines of, right? I need to get through this locked door, so I need to find the key. Where is the key? It could yeah. be in any of these locations, but it but could it's just be the one way through.
2: That's right. And it, and it might not be a key. It might be, for instance, in Dark Souls, it's the one I'm most familiar with is because it's the one that I played the most. Mm. Um, in Dark Souls, there is a point in the game where you can go into a place known as the Tomb of the Giants. Now, um, with the whole dead, undead thing that's going on with Dark Souls, which I'll get into in a moment, uh, the Tomb of the Giants is infested with skeletal zombie giants that uh that sleeplessly sleep walk uh in these catacombs. Problem is it's completely dark. It is pitch black. So you when you first go into the tomb of the giants, you go in without being able to see anything whatsoever. And I remember doing this and trying to get through the Tomb of the Giants, which is the labyrinth of uh of different corridors and different ways and pits and traps and things. All that you just can't see. It took me going back into a completely different area of the game, completing an entirely different section of the game, and then discovering that I need something called a skull lantern to then light the way.
0: But you're never told these things.
2: You're given sort of vague clues and kind of a general direction, general clues, and from that you then start to unpiece what you have to do. And it's all written into the lore of the game. Um, Again, what is the plot of the? This is what, this is what i about. I didn't tell the plot. Sorry. Yeah, the, all the like when you you say it, it's like written into the law, and I'm not oh. asking you to like say the whole fucking law because I, I understand there is a lot of it. What's the yeah, pl- there what's, is lot what is happening? Uh, okay, and why? Demon souls. A, a vast fog uh, spreads out and, and covers the land of Bolteria. I think it's called, mm-hmm. uh, and the plot is, is that you have to overcome the evil uh, demons that have risen from beneath uh, to, uh, to put an end to this, to, to put an end to the, the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls, uh, it is to discover uh, what happened uh, with the Old Kingdom. Um, and to, uh, to take on the, uh, the kings that control the land now and that uh, uh, reign with an iron fist, and who um, were the ones that defeated like a vast host of dragons that once ruled the world. Right. Um, that's a cool bit of plot. Dragons um, used to rule the world. Dragons used to rule the world until they
0: were betrayed by one of their own kind, a dragon named Seath scaleless. Now, when you say dragons ruled the world, is this like how dinosaurs once ruled Earth, or did they have sort of a parliament? <laughs> well, um, I'll
2: be honest, I, I, uh, it isn't really gone into an awful lot. You just know that there were there were dragons, and you know that they, they weren't they didn't just exist and were the dominant species. I mean, they, they enslaved everyone about them. Also, oh, there, there were other species around. There were other species yeah. around, uh, so far as I know, but they, they were yeah, basically these figures of greed, yeah. uh, greed yeah. and power. There were, there were dragons, uh, witches, which are their own separate thing. That's right, yeah. Uh, in, this, in this universe. And then there was essentially the race of man. And. Uh,
1: it's almost, think, think like a, think like ancient Greek history,
2: you know, the humans didn't really come around until fire was brought to them. And then you've got like the titans and all that, the, the, the big power players be- from before time, before yeah, recorded yeah. time, and then they get gotten rid of and then you can start recording time because you don't have to worry about getting your ass eaten. That's right. Yeah. Which, is, is it the beginning of Dark Souls where you see it's a witch that sort of brings you back the scary lady with no eyes and uh yes, yes i yeah. do that is yeah yeah um, let's get the shit out of me yeah there's some witches in uh, dark souls 2 as well uh which i haven't I think is the the weakest of them it's the one that wasn't made by when it, it was the one team. that wasn't uh made by miyazaki yeah um but I suppose what what we're hammering home here, really, with my inability to really explain any like kind of in-depth plot is because, really, there isn't any. Oh. You're given a fr- Well, you are. Uh, there is. I mean, and you're just given there, a framework to build your is, own story on, I think, is what it is. There is a
0: really big, big hit, like, more to the game.
2: Yeah, but there is. There is so, so much there that, you know, it, it could be a separate episode. And that's, and that's sort of... So, from, from how you're explaining it, here, there is a massive world and lore and plot, and, and there's a huge story going on, and your character is mm. sort of in the middle of all of this. So, it,
1: your, you your, to, character, your, car- your character is like the chosen
2: one. Okay. And in some cases, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're sort of barreling through this world, and it's up to you as the player whether you want to... Piece together the plot around you and see what the storyline is. It's it's secondary to the actual game itself. Yeah, but if you want to, you can then read into it and feel a little more enriched by it. So, kind of uh, a little bit like the Elder Scrolls games in that there yes. is a, there is a plot line. Yeah, there is a, you know the, with Morrowind for example. You know the Nerevarine. Yeah, uh, all of that, but you could quite easily just run off and become a drug dealer living in the mountains.
0: Yeah, like for it, example. Well, I mean, or, or I would say it sounds to me a bit like Dishonored, uh, which did have a rich, complex world, but each level was here is your target. Find out how to go and kill them. It was up to the player if they chose to find the writings, the clues, and piece together the narrative around it.
3: Yeah, uh, kind of.
0: I mean, with I, I think less so than uh, I think Dishonored was very much level
2: based. This is. It's still an open world, but it's it, there are paths. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like there's 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 set pieces along the way. Yeah, like it is it is still one, it's like your Dragon Age. It's, it's like one long it continuous is a, level. Yeah, but you it's broken up into set pieces rather than like here is level one, here is level two. Yeah. It is just one giant level. Yeah. And then you uh, can move about. You discover different places in this world and you can then move uh, about between them.
0: And from what I understand, it is very much built around bosses. They are the the structure, as it were. Ah, yes. So we've even got a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus in there from that. We do, in a way, yes. Um, And
2: um, because, as I was saying, uh, when you defeat certain, uh, certain enemies, you gain certain souls. So obviously you realise that to get enough souls to be able to be powerful enough to do whatever you need to do, in some cases, it does mean that you have to go after a particularly horrifying monster that you happened across.
0: So and I'm going to draw a- another weird analogy and, and let me know if this is on track or not. It sounds a little bit like a, a large, dark, gothic, modern version of Mega Man's gameplay, in that you can go wherever you want and you can beat the bosses in any order, but right. you might have to beat a certain boss to get an ability to beat another boss, or so there or is an you, optimal route. Or certainly yes. give you an advantage against another. That boss. is
2: that is actually quite quite that is that is the case. I'd yeah, say. that's that's a pretty uh, good with um you with certain yeah, absolutely. You would need like you would get certain items off uh, different bosses that you defeat that would then unlock different areas, or you would just move get them out of the way so they wouldn't stop you from getting there as well. Um, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to wind back a bit because you are playing as we've said this uh, this kind of sometimes you're a sort of a, a chosen one esque figure, um, but generally the running theme is is that you are hollow, and hollow is a term that is used for someone who was once alive but has since passed on. But has still clung to life in some way or in some shape or form. Now, it's not a strict kind of rule as to what that is exactly because people are hollow in different ways. So, you're a revenant? You are essentially a revenant. And um, you can actually work and work enough uh, to actually once again regain your humanity. But unfortunately, when you become human, you are. It's so difficult to describe. It's part of the law, once again. It is said that there are dozens, i say dozens, thousands, millions of different universes. Okay. Each where this is playing out again and again and again. As you walk through uh, these levels, when you're hollow, you see ghosts, you see people who are walking the same path that you are, but in a different universe. Now, in actual fact, the mechanic of that that in-game is that you're actually seeing other players online also running around, yeah. You also see splatters of blood on the floor. Where? Hang on a second. Did someone in another universe go through that corridor and then cause that splatter of blood when they set off that trap? Yeah. So it's it's all things like that that kind of build into the gameplay as well. It's so when you it's, when you touch it, like you see how they died. When it, you it, can it's, see it's, how they it's, died. It's when you're looking into a room, yeah, and you're just about to walk in. And you just see there's a spatter of blood on the, this, on the floor of this seemingly innocuous room. And you yes. go, wait a minute. Wait a second. And also, uh, to help you further with this, I mean, Dark Souls, yes, it's a very hard game, but you don't do it without help. Um, there are people that um, you can actually leave, like, signs on the floor and, and notes and things. You yeah. can leave people notes to, uh, to either give them advice... Or to give them not so great advice I, for example, jump off cliff to retrieve treasure because you have to select certain words yeah you can 't just leave like a, a like a or anything yeah, you have you, to you just pick, pick certain the sentences but from the options given you can you can say anything basically anything you like in terms of an instruction yeah so for instance, like I just say, you can jump off this edge and you will find a hidden treasure and you look over and well, maybe there's a there's a rock on there that maybe I can survive uh, uh, reaching to, or maybe I could jump this gap. And you try it. <laughs> and if you know, if they were you know being nice, then you'll find some treasure. If not, they'll have just killed you. <laughs> I, uh, I was recently in a in a, a let's play I've been watching of uh, Dark Souls Three. Yes, which includes uh, there's a cliff edge and. Try jumping. Yeah, try jumping. And, 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 they, and they look, one. they look, and they look down and go, yeah, no, no, that's quite clearly a cliff edge. No. And the other one is, there's a, um, just a bit of random scenery, which is a, a dead enemy soldier, like a, the, you know, the, the big rotund fat knights. Yes. There's one of those that sort of s- sprawled over with a bunch of spears through his back. So he's essentially bent over at the waist. Yes. Falling forward. Falling forward. And there's a little sign behind him that says, beware of poison gas. Yeah. Right next to his butt. <laughs> uh, that made me chuckle a little bit in a, in a very pure oil kind of way i like that there, exactly i mean there, there's there's a whole culture of people that uh, that communicate solely with dark souls. yeah uh, but, uh, no I, I absolutely there are some there are some great things to be to be found with that but um but that, you see those things when you're um when you're hollow mm. but if you manage to become human and you can do that through different means in the game humanity restored humanity restored and then you die it then unlocks certain other uh, things that can happen for example it may leave a breach in your world because perhaps you were supposed to remain hollow perhaps you know that that you know you weren't supposed to become human and because of that people from other universes will now be able to step into yours to perhaps fix that situation oh so you can make yourself human but it adds another challenge it adds another challenge because then people from other games can jump into your world either as an antagonist to kill you because as people are running around dark souls you're collecting lots and lots of different souls yeah now what some people like to do is to jump into other people's worlds challenge them to a fight or just straight up kill them yeah take their souls and then they will then have just killed a powerful character that's given them a lot of XP which has then made it even stronger but I guess the trade-off of that is if you're challenging someone who's become human you know that they are a badass because they've been able to become human yeah I so. mean the thing is uh, I mean you can get items for example that you can burn into bonfires which are your checkpoints throughout the game yeah. uh, which can make you human as well but oh. they are valuable as well um, but yeah absolutely it does show a certain kind of thing oh you know Um, it's a definite target but on the other side as well you can have people say for instance you're having a bit of trouble with a particular nightmarish fiend that you're about to approach you can go to someone and say do you want to jump into my world and help me take on that giant monster and you get a share of the souls Hmm. and you can cop you can cop through the entire game if you want um but yeah it's just another thing that sort of uh, I find interesting where the law of the world has seeped into the mechanic. So it's it's not so. Much, I mean, the way you described it before did make it sound a lot like griefing, but it has a mechanical advantage or at least a mechanical reason for both sides it's not just people being dickheads not no and i won't say that there are obviously people out there but you can say that about any online game, in any really. game. well yeah if you, if you but, go into an online game you're going to find at least one person yeah, playing yeah. that game who is a tosser but i mean you can have you can have situations where you can only fight them if you duel for instance um certain areas where you it's free, you know, free for all. Yeah. Uh, if you show up in someone's world, they'll they'll either kill you or you'll kill them. Blah blah. blah. Um, so yeah, uh, there are there are bonuses and disadvantages to both, and it's all written in quite nicely in, amongst and, the. And it works in the law, okay? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound as nearly as infuriating as it sounded from the brief brief description from before. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I I, I look at it as. Um, uh, I just find I just I just find that really enjoyable. I, I find it enjoyable that there are other worlds that you could explore and, hmm. and, and you could go back in time to where someone is really early in the game. Um, or you help them. <laughs> I remember seeing one in in Bloodborne, which is there's a long corridor going up to a chamber where there's a giant horrifying demonic spider beast. And seeing the, the specter of another player. But like you've, you've walked forward and you've seen the giant spider hanging out and you're like, uh, And then you just see the, you know, the, the weird outline, the specter of another player online running into the room with the giant spider and then instantly turning around and running back out again. And you, just see that you, can, just, you can just imagine their mindset of just going, yeah, nope, 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 as they come running back the other way. Like, I kind of like that. That is, yeah, you Your party to other people's horror. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, it, is, it is lovely, because, yeah, you can see people be you know completely destroyed <laughs> like uh, like uh, as a what could have been to you like as a warning um but yeah i mean uh, i keep going back to this the, this thing about plot now there are some really great kind of story things in there. um but one that i think you might like jack actually uh is a character in it uh, in dark souls but- um uh no dark souls is the second Demon souls. Okay, no, no, Dark Souls one too. As in, as in Dark Souls. Dark Souls one. Yeah, Yeah. okay, that's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, sure. There were those lords that I mentioned. Yes, that sort of uh, you know uh, usurp the dragons. Um, uh, One was the main one was named Gwyn, the Lord of the Sunlight, who's the main sort of. um, but the, the antagonist yeah the sun god the yeah, he's a, he's a villain in, in, it, in okay. it. um but uh, uh and there's um the is, the witches of isle. Is Dark Souls the origin of Praise the Sun? Yes, yeah, okay. Praise the Sun is is one of those uh little messages you can leave uh and it's that if you're playing What what is the class Jag? Is it like a cleric? It's a cleric isn't it? Uh I think so, yes. It's from the second game though, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Um and if you follow a particular deity because of your class or whatever, you can praise that your your God and say, Praise the sun or whatever. Mm. Um I did always wonder that Yeah And people were Obviously And and people leaving that message Obviously because that's their class And they're they're the ones That want to praise the sun Because that's the source Of their power They're just leaving Praise the sun everywhere Just because they're You know know, Religious religious. spreading Mm -hmm. propaganda. Absolutely Yeah yeah. (laughs) So it's quite fitting really But you have like uh, Yeah Gwyn the Lord of Sunlight The the Witch of Izaleth But the one that I think That you'll really like Is Nito the First of the Dead, Nito, Neo um, and uh, he's basically this epic kind of uh, epically sized Grim Reaper with a, a giant scythe, and his cowl is made up of the souls of all that he has reaped. Um, okay, and it's a terrifying boss fight. Um, in the pretty uh, badass, yeah, you are locked. in, You are basically in this uh, in the the very very depths of the the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, it has a certain depth and a certain height, because it's all one thing that you can walk from one to the other. Um, so you're right in the bottom in basically hell. You're basically you. It's the whole kind of river sticks kind of the underworld. Too, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, the and, and all the while you're trying to fend off an army of skeletons and undead and things, and also other horrible things. Whilst whenever you're near him, he's just sapping the life away from you. So it's a fight that you have to end pretty. You have to do pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but it's, it's it's fantastic. I mean, all, all the different characters, of all the boss fights are absolutely incredible. There's one called Sif, which is a, a giant wolf that fights with a great sword in his mouth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's crazy. But it, um, the the thing is about Dark Souls, you get this feeling that when you're fighting certain characters, you're kind of wondering am I the good guy? Because the wolf that I just mentioned seemed quite noble and quite, uh, and the music yeah. like you're fighting it. It's, uh, am I right, Irish? It's like really melancholic and sad and it's like, I'm killing the last of its kind. It's very Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, really make, it really makes you think, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, mm. all the characters you meet as well. I would like to say you just meet random people that you can help, and they can, if you help them, they give you certain items. Optional if you can help them or not. But every single one of them has like the worst, like the most grim kind of sense of humor. And I say sense of humor like they say they're saying the jokes. They they don't say jokes. They just say horrible things and then laugh about it. <laughs> like it's it's oh, it's pretty. Oh, really- also, oh, 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 um.
1: Every NPC can die. That's true. It's like even every all the um like uh, shop all the merchants and stuff that you can you can meet. That's right. Yeah, they
2: all can die. So you can depending how you play it, you can really screw yourself over. You absolutely can. Yeah, it's a it's a definite kind of Morrowind thing where. You know, if you kill someone, do you want to continue on in this doomed world? world. It doesn't give you that option or whatever, but uh, yeah, you can take a fight with anyone. For instance, <laughs> first started playing dark souls you have this place called the firelink shrine which is sort of like your home base as it were yeah and is where your main fireplace is. um and there's a couple of people that sort of like gather around it as the game you know like the the, the the blacksmith and yeah that kind of thing um and this is one guy he's really snarky and he's been really horrible the whole time so one day i was i was about like level 10 i thought you know what He's right at the beginning, I bet he ain't that tough. <laughs> I picked a fight with him and he destroyed me. <laughs> and the thing is, you once you've picked an enemy in Dark Souls, the NPCs, they don't forget. When you come back, they'll go, it, it's you, and they'll try and kill you again. So you have no choice but to either run and stay away from that NPC forever, or work, muster the, the, the strength or ability to kill them. Um, every decision that you make in that regard is very much a You know, it's set in stone, Um, which then when you come back from death, you notice that, you know, things are as bad as you left them, (laughs) which is another thing about Would would I be right in thinking that there's a famous last words amongst Dark Souls players and characters being, I bet it's not that tough. I would say that's probably accurate, yeah. but that I think that would be foolish as well because <laughs> they, they are quite difficult. Right in the beginning, but it's not that. But it's not that tough. I, I'm thinking of the big, oh. fa- the big fat dragon right near the beginning of Dark Souls One. Oh, the, um, the yeah, you're talking <laughs> about the guy who guards the um, the uh, under asylum. Yeah, like right at the beginning of the game, there's like a room you go into, and there's like just a big fat dragon thing. I think so, anyway. And you fight him, but you like jump onto his head. I, it's, it's like right at the beginning of Dark Souls One. Yeah, I think as in I saw, saw yeah, Alex do in the first like ten minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. the Undead Asylum. I think that's what it is. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 like that. But you you sort of get your quest from 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 that, and then you go from there and meet all sorts of weird creatures. <laughs> um, and you can choose whether in Dark Souls. I mean, you you can you do have different endings. Like you can uh, choose the. Um, um, Sort of put the people that have been helping you in power, or you can bring and bring down Gwyn the Tyrant. I'm talking about Dark Souls in particular, but uh, you can also um, take Gwyn's place, I yeah. assume. Yeah, become become the new evil yeah, overlord. Absolutely. Um, and there's also sorts of like different optional things that you can do that are pretty great as well, like sort of side things that you you can. Um, achieve but i mean when i when i think of dark souls like i I think it's just i I think um japanese game developers in particular do this really well i think they have happen to have a really good knack of how to do decent uh oddly enough like western sort of archetypal fantasy Hmm. with with your dragons and knights and things i mean i play dragon's dogma which is um a similar kind of game yeah. um where uh, it's kind of like a mixture between Devil May Cry and Skyrim almost. Um That's a weird combination. It's great, like you can you can go up and fight fight monsters and, and you can also sort of do the Shadow of the Colossus thing where you can climb up your big monsters and you know you attack them and stuff. Um Instead of really making me want to play Shadow of the Colossus, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well who who doesn't want to play Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. let's face it. I mean we should talk about that game. <laughs> um But yeah, I can't remember what else I was going to say about that. But I mean, no, um, in terms of Western fantasy, you you do have a certain number of tropes that Western fantasy writers will usually accidentally bring in simply because of the way we are sort of raised into it. So there'll be the Tolkien-esque thing. There will be the idea of an elder race, like the elves. You know, your sort of standard race is elves, dwarves, etc., etc., etc. Pantheons of gods and so on. Whereas you bring in someone from a very different background, someone, with, you know, someone from Japan. Um, I've seen also some really good Korean um, fantasy, like Western-style fantasy. And it, when you bring in other very different cultures into it, you start seeing a different um, take on certain aspects of so the idea of death and rebirth, of the idea of an afterlife being very similar to you know, the, the, the living world. Yeah. Again, it's very different because most Western fantasy, it's you die, you go to heaven or hell, that's it. Yeah. Or you become a ghost. Whereas in this, it's more blurring the lines between it. It's this idea of spirits and things like that, which is, again, it's a very Eastern thing going into yeah. Western fantasy. And I really like that when you just see... I love it. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I mean, you've nailed it right there. It's like the, there is a, a different kind of ideology behind the archetypes, really. Yeah. I mean... You look at Dark Souls, I mean, the first thing you'd say is, oh, the influence is there. Uh, I mean, you go into one part and there are Mind Flayers, which are yeah. the quintessential D&D monster. Yeah. And, and the mimic as well, the chest. I have seen that, yeah. Uh, a monster that pretends to be that a treasure was the one, chest. That was the one I grabbed to you. That was the one I saw was a treasure chest with a bloodstain in front of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. As, oh, my God. And you go, as a huge uh, as a huge d fan, I, I really, really was pleased with the fact that they had... Mimics and they had beholders um, as well. As and D&D fan, I was not pleased that the mimic was so fucking goddamn tough. Yeah, it was and, nasty. And it? gets up on little legs and
0: chases you
2: at a sprint.
0: Little legs, like in one I of those the
2: really legs. long, spindly legs, and it sort of runs after you, yeah. And it chases nasty. you up a flight of stairs. Yeah, oh, I'm
0: reminded of a Tumblr post I saw the other day.
2: I Why'd into you carry a crossbow bar around? And,
0: yeah. And, and the barman said, hey, Why are you bringing your crossbow into the bar? And I said, Mimics. I laughed. The barman laughed. The table laughed. I killed... <laughs> oh,
3: that's
1: great. Yeah. That's
0: a good time. <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You, can
2: you find that for me at some point, please? I yeah, the, yeah. I, the I, the I want to make song, that into a poster. <laughs> I saw it as Mimics, and I think at the same time I saw it as I... Uh, what's it called? I walked into the kitchen carrying my gun, and my wife said, why are you carrying a gun? And I said, Decepticons. And she laughed, and I laughed. And the toaster laughed. <laughs> yeah. And so on. Um... But yeah, it's good. I mean, mimics in this, they're like mimics in you know Dungeons and Dragons. There's also mimics in Final Fantasy IX as well. From what I remember, they're, they're the just annoying enemies. Yeah, they're just they're, they're a really recurring fantasy thing, but in, in Dark Souls, they're horrible. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you, it's, you think you're gonna get a nice reward, and for, in some instances, you've just beaten like a really, really difficult room where there's about like 10 knights all heavily armoured, very highly leveled, yep. and they all rush you all, all at once. And then you beat them and you're like, oh, thank God, I was a chest, a reward for my toil. And then you go over and then it eats you. Yeah. it's like, oh. What could Dark Souls? Um, Ooh, treasure dead. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is, a, there is a, a particular attitude. It's sort of like a glutton for punishment kind of feel. Uh, <laughs> um I suppose the, the feeling of Achievement Also that though yeah, yeah I think it In a way It kind of I don't, I don't know if it's too much of a stretch or not if it is do interrupt me but like it, is, it does harken back this is why I brought up uh, dragons there before mm. because it harkens back to the the arcade feel that uh, you know you go back to the beginning again and that when you did lose when you did die it would be the end of your experience you would then have to pay more yeah I and mean, obviously this you just lose progress instead but it's, it's sort of along the same thing you don't yeah. have to follow the same path once again do the same stuff because death and reincarnation are are worked into, into the mechanics of the game. Yeah. They can sort of tiptoe around that, uh, as opposed to say the, the Steel Battalion method of deleting your save game when you die. <laughs> That's really horrible. Yeah, um, there's a different. Well, as I said, there's always different mechanics you can go to with with death uh, in a video game, and I think Steel Battalion is probably the most horrific. Um, I only played it very briefly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's it's proved to be quite a, a popular franchise. I mean, it didn't Demon Souls didn't sell too well at first, but mm. it sort of got started getting a following. It got a cult following. Yeah, it did have a cold following for a, It got for a cult following of people that wouldn't shut about that wouldn't show up about it. That wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, that built bit up for some time. And now, I mean, by the time Dark Souls Two came out, it was. I mean, now it's like AAA. Um, Triple A uh, title now, I guess. Um, but Dark Souls 3, as Miyazaki has confirmed, is very much the closing of the Dark Souls. Oh, um, well, really? Thing. Well, I mean, they say that. I mean, a lot of people say that. And then another one comes out. Well, yeah. I would be really actually quite pleased if that were the case. Because um, he says it. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I've not actually played an awful lot of Dark Souls 3 as of yet. But from what I have, um, it, it is a return to form because he, he, was, he was there, he was on Bloodborne when Dark Souls 2 came out. Yeah. Uh, so Bloodborne I quite liked. It lacked, as well. I don't know if it was just him missing, but it, it, definitely, it definitely lacked kind of like uh, character. Like, uh, the car- definitely character uh, and kind of like it, it just felt like a bit A to B to C. The others were a bit more explorative yeah. and, and kind of there was more uh, experimentation. Yeah. Dark Souls 2, it was sort of just like a, a very linear path. Okay. Um, I felt anyway. Yeah. Other people may disagree. Um,
1: Do we have any questions?
0: So, what's Dark Souls? (laughs) (laughs)
2: What's the plot? What's the plot? Well, I've told you. I can't really tell you anymore. I mean, other than. Is it a spoiler to say why
1: you've come back from the dead? Um...
2: Well, you don't start off dead in Dark Souls, do you? You, you start off dead in Dark Souls three. I know that much. You do. I think you do. Start, yeah. You know. You do start off dead in Dark Souls because okay. you're in the undead asylum. Yeah. Um, and then you learn to reclaim your humanity from that point. Um, basically, it's it's it, it, it's it's what you make of it. I think it's like as you explain with the with the Elder Scrolls. I mean, your character is whatever you're um, uh, projecting on yourself, really. Um, and your aim really is to just um, survive, survive um, and try and right the wrongs that are surrounding you and, until you stand uh, on and a escaping mountain, the darkness. Really. Until you stand on a mountain of corpses resembling something from a Frank Rosetta painting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, well, in a way, I think Dark Souls, it, uh, the Soul series in general, I think it buys into kind of like... It makes me think of the horror genre in movie, in movies, in <laughs> movie, in movies, um, in movie, <laughs> in movie, um, where where people watch it for the thrill. You know, they watch it for the, they again, watch it for the, that kind of um, again the glutton for punishment yeah. idea, and. As a horror fan, I can, yeah, I can get behind that. I can understand. And it's clever. Like it's, It sets up a lot of horror beats really cleverly. It yeah. does tease certain monsters very well. There's a lot of them that I haven't mentioned because I, I you know, and hope from what I people will like, play the game. The, but, uh, the, the, the fear of the inevitable, like the whole, this thing is going to fight you. Yeah, Not right now, but it's coming. And the thing is, it's your choice when you fight it. So yeah. you've got to make sure you're ready for it. And what if you walk into that room and you're not?
0: Yeah. It's all on you. Yeah, <laughs> That's there even worse. There's a certain element of masochism to being a Dark Souls fan? Um, it certainly sounds that way. It kind of is, I suppose, yeah. In the sense that you're a masochist if you watch a horror film, or if you,
2: or if uh, you, if you enjoy horror games. Or, or if you go into horror games for that reason, or yeah, horror films of for that course. reason. I mean, I think for me, because I, like I said, I'm a big fantasy fan... Uh, I love RPGs. I love action games as well, um, and this is just a really good blend of all of those with a horrifying kind of layer of paint. Um, yeah, I think that would be pretty accurate, actually. But it's—I um, recommend it to anyone. I, I, even if even if you try it and you don't like it, uh, that's fair enough. But I, I still think it's an experience that you know gamers should have. It's a, very, it is a very, it's a genre all of its own. In a way. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, well <laughs> that might be a bit bold. Uh, it's, it's, I'm trying to think it. it's, it's very different to a lot of the games that are out at the moment. It has a lot of different elements about it, yeah. And therefore, it's, it's worth giving it a try, uh, if, just to, if just because you want to sample what gaming has to offer in
0: the teen, ten, 20 teens. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If you want to be a connoisseur. <laughs> Okay, legitimate question. Uh, I often hear it pitched as an RPG, okay. and we haven't talked a lot about RPG elements. Okay, let's do that. So what are the RPG elements in Dark Souls? Uh, well, when I say RPG, what I, what I mean is it's more along
2: the lines of you levelling up and, uh, and uh, putting uh, points, which you gain from collecting souls by killing things, blah, 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 into different... Um, uh, abilities, actually. like d d for example. So you um, got your strength, you So you have strength, dexterity. Face is one of them. Yeah, there's, a whole, there's quite a lot of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, face, luck, um, uh, intelligence, and these all govern different things, whether you're strong in magic, endurance, how long you can defend yourself. You, you, you pick a class at the beginning of the game as <laughs> well, don't you? Uh, you do pick classes at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention one. I mentioned there was a cleric, but there are other ones there. Cleric knight. Knight, Pyromancer, Warrior, Pyromancer. Why anyone else cleric. would be anything other than a Pyromancer? No. There's one that I can't remember the name. Do you remember the, the name of the one Irish that uh, you are when you are basically, you start off when you're completely naked and you have a club? Or well, I don't think you even have a club. Uh, you, you got a club. No, you start with a club and a loincloth. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, you're like an unknown or something. Vagrant, isn't it? Isn't it? Or something like that but you start because you start off with no equipment you get like a, a big boost in um in your uh yeah. in your stats yeah. but in terms of um an rpg to answer your question simon it, it's more why, why i say that is more along the lines of you leveling up your uh abilities um and your classes and then cross-classing mm-hmm. rather than it being like uh uh, role playing, as in like conversing with characters. And, so it's uh, an
0: RPG in a similar sort of vein to D and D, as in it's more about building yourself up mechanically and utilizing your class and your level to face different combat challenges. Yeah, so, I would say that's absolutely the thing. It, although, a, although although i I play I like playing D and D with a bit more role
2: playing in it, but yeah. absolutely I do <laughs> but, agree with the the system. I absolutely agree. It's a yes. combat RPG. Yes. yes, it is. Yeah. Um, um, uh, just as a, it was deprived by the way, the other class, you were deprived of everything but a loincloth and a, and a club. Um, but yeah, and, and obviously with your different classes, you then get different, um, abilities or spells. If you're obviously a magic user or particular ranged abilities, uh, I say abilities more just bonuses really when you're using the weapons and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I think I think you will love it if you are being into fantasy. I think you'll love it if you're uh, being into a challenge or horror games. Uh, there are puzzle elements at play. Um, it is great to uh, obviously try and optimize your character and make yourself survival. It is also equally fun to make yourself a ridiculous character to see how long you can last. Um, there's all sorts of fun to be had, really. But.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So go play Dark Souls and get good. Because you're going to need it.
2: Yeah, you're going to need to get good. Because otherwise, if you, if, you, if you get moderate, if, if, you, if you get remedial, yeah. you, won't, you won't complete it. That's true. We should do a Let's Play of uh, Dark Souls. Well, I plan to get um, Dark Souls 3 at some point. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Speaking of Let's Plays, we've been doing some Let's Plays, haven't we? We've been doing some Minecraft. Yeah. I need to re-jot that around. We'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, So yeah, Dark Souls. I might have to give that a go. I've seen it being played. I've played a very brief amount of it. I think I got trod into the ground by a big giant fucker in
0: water. Um, Hmm. But I can always go back to it and try again. What are your thoughts, Simon? It doesn't sound like a genre that I'm going to rush out and play. I was. I was.
2: Thinking, this was uh, never going to be a conversion punk. Uh, I, I was getting that when, when Rob was like, if you "Get it if you like if you like
0: fantasy or if you like uh, horror." <laughs> <laughs> That's very <our laughs> And I'm like, "Oh dear." It is a nice checklist of things I don't normally play, yeah. but it's the kind of game that is almost certainly going to turn up on uh, games with gold at some point. Oh, and it already has. I think the first one has. Yeah, first one did. Oh, it, I it, oh, it hasn't. Uh, Yeah, I missed that, but. Um, when 3 inevitably turns up on there in a few years' time, I'll probably end up playing it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's, it, even if it's
2: just to wander into other people's worlds and see what they're doing and you can watch them silent and, uh, and uh, dismissive as they sort of fall off a cliff and you can just watch them and do that. <laughs> In, as also, again, if it becomes a, a, a PlayStation Plus game at some point, um, Bloodborne might be more your speed, Simon. In that it's um, Victorian era uh,
0: Cthulhu mythos esque. Yeah, yeah yes, I've heard engine. that. It's still, I honestly, the biggest offput is that the the people. And I'm glad this didn't come up a lot, actually, in this uh, episode because it gives me some hope. But the people I hear talking about the Souls games generally are just talking about bosses, mechanics, and the meta of it, the gnosis Mm. of the game. And they're you know they're talking about how you know they're dismissing other people's discussion of what armor they should get and going if you're getting hit, you're not playing right anyway. Uh, Um, And there's a very elitist element. To the uh, to the people I know who talk about it a lot, yeah. Uh, so that's oh, been a bit The MLG, I can really understand nice. that completely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 just to just to let you know, Simon, that that is that is horseshit. But <laughs> <laughs> those people are out there. And, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like what if you're playing an endurance character? You need you need to be able to take a lot of hits, and well, for, for that's what? something that you can from well, how I've had you like explained to me. Drag, uh, Dark Souls is very defensive and tactical based because you have your shield. It's tactical, it's, it's I will weighted, say, yeah. you know, it put up your gun, wait yeah. for an opening, go for it. Whereas yeah. Bloodborne is much more aggressive because instead of a shield, you have a ranged weapon. Yeah, a gun. So if you're not you you don't wait for an attack Like if you see an opening you shoot they're too far away and then you close the distance to make a melee attack there's no there is defense in that you dodge and all that sort of stuff but it's not a sort of slow paced tactical (laughs) defensive game I mean some of them are even I'll I'll close out with just this one this one last thing and sure okay let's make my I, I will represent the true Dark Souls fanboy and I will talk about one how difficult this was and two how this was a boss encounter so, in Dark, again, I find myself talking about Dark Souls more than the others, but That's fine. I guess it's the one I know the most. I mean, most. If, we, if we've been doing yeah. an episode on the, the franchise, there's nothing really wrong yeah. with, with going with the first installment. I mean, I know. Also, if I had played Dark Souls 3, I wouldn't want to ruin it because it's only just come out. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway. Um, there is a, uh, a boss encounter when you're actually quite far through the game and you've actually gone up through the ruins of this fallen decadent kingdom uh, and you're actually running into people that are remnants, leftovers of what remained of that, that kingdom, mm-hmm. that court. And you walk into this throne room, and standing before you is not one, but two bosses. One is Olnstein, the dragon slayer, who has a spear of light, and who can, like, throw thunderbolts at you and rush straight towards you in the blink of an eye, super fast, and he's massive. There's also, standing next to him, executioner smoch.
1: Irish, do you remember these guys? Uh, Yes.
2: So, you're fighting them. And uh, one thing I should say, by the way, the music of Dark Souls is mm. so atmospheric. Oh, the music's great. Uh, and the, the, the boss music uh, m- m- soundtracks are always like these really impressive, core kind of like soaring it's, kind it's, of music. It's, you're, it's going, you're going into a do or die conflict for your life. We're going to make you... Pumped, we're gonna yeah. get you ready for this fight with the music. And and absolutely, and like any fight in Dark Souls, whether it be a boss fight or just a normal encounter, any fight that you're in, it, it could be your last. Yeah. You have to be vigilant all the time. So you're this boss fight, you're having to defend against Allstein the Dragon's Lair, who's super fast, and you've got all, um executioner of smart, who has like a massive maul, like a massive hammer, mm-hmm. two-hand hammer, and he's a really rotund kind of guy. They're both Head to toe in armor, you can't see anything behind the mask, so you don't even know if they're just animated kind of suits of armor, armor or whatever. Um, but you're having to defend both from the the lightning fast uh, sort of sweeping ranged attacks from um, uh, Allstein whilst having to be uh, endure the battering of um, the executioner with his his hammer. And these guys are like forty feet tall. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it's when you're getting to this stage. I think you get you get a certain kind of, um, but you, there are certain stages that you go through. I like to think. First of all, it's kind of like like eagerness, and you want to just get into the fight. Then you go cautious. Then you go afraid. <laughs> then you go completely hopeless it just becomes and then it becomes euphoria <laughs> kind of like white noise until you have summoned the strategic and like knowledge and the luck on your side to be able to beat both of them um and then yeah it's just it's just great and you come out as a true champion and you have these uh, amazing these amazing set pieces that happen an incredibly cinematic game as mm. well Which I I think is another reason why it speaks to me. I think it...
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
2: That's actually sold me on Dark Souls. I wasn't (laughs) against the idea, but now I'm like... Damn, I really want to play Dark Souls. I, I just for the background, mate. I, you would adore the background, mm. especially see... You, you know, the, know how it. I love landscapes. And <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Well, yeah so. Absolutely, like um, the betrayal, the dragon that that shed his scales and the uh, uh, and was like it shunned from. From all of the dragon kind he was the one that the world building and and everything turned it all on its head and undid them uh, there's also a, a really nice reference to the thing uh really? in it as well yeah there's a particular dragon that uh miyazaki was inspired by it was it, it, lo- it goes at you and it looks like a dragon right mm-hmm. but then as it approaches you and it goes to bite its mouth opens but then unhinges and its whole head rolls back and Like, all of its body and ribcage opens up, and there are these tendrils that come out and stuff, and all sorts of weird things. So you think you're dealing with a dragon, but actually you're dealing with a... John Carpenter's the goddamn thing, but in dragon form. (laughs) And it's like, ah! Hey, hey, here's an idea. How do we make A, a dragon, and B, John Carpenter's the thing? More threatening. How about we throw them at each other, (laughs) see what comes out of it? And that's Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you've completely solved me now. I fucking love the thing. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. So I wasn't else. sure whether I was really getting uh, across or not. I was finding it difficult to explain because you're right, there are no really consistent like, plot things which, uh, mm. uh, for me, anyway. <laughs> the
3: game, <laughs> thing, the thing the game plot like to... is. Oh,
1: my God. Go ahead.
0: Okay, go. I <laughs> thing. One thing I'd like to close with is um, I, I was doing some reading because I knew this was coming. Um, And whilst I'm not entirely sold on the game, I am sold on Miyazaki as a person. Yeah. Uh, From an article The Guardian did on him, I loved this comment right at the end uh, on his rise to president of From Software, which happened when Dark Souls came out. It outsold Demon's Souls within a week, and they promoted him to president of the company because it was such a huge success. Yeah. And on his elevation to his new position, he said, Now I'm president, I get to meet a lot of other company presidents. They're such weird people. I'm fascinated by them. I use some of them as enemy characters in our games. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Oh,
3: God.
0: That's I like him. And yeah, on- <laughs> he's
2: great. From what I read, he was, he's great. Based, based on what he's using as uh, what's the word inspiration for his work, he's my kind of guy. Like you know, Berserk, Dragon Slayer, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. uh, oh, Dragon Quest, and all that
0: sort of stuff. Just yeah, I'm. This guy sounds cool. I want to, as I said, I want to party with this guy. Yeah, man, he seems really cool. And it's but, a yeah. really nice story that he is president of uh, the company. When one of the sources that he cites as you know early games he played that inspired him were the Kingfields games. Yeah, he did oh, play software.
2: Yeah. So it's like he's, he's now in charge of the company that gave him so much joy when he was younger. And then obviously, like I was saying, like that from the same developers as well was what inspired him, which then led him there to then make Dark Souls. Which is riches. why I said at the very beginning, obviously this poor guy who couldn't afford any manga, then went on to become president of a huge now huge AAA selling software he, he, he managed to slay the God King. Yeah, slay the God King become the president, and was destined to make Dark Souls.
1: Oh, that's really nice. Well, there you go. Oh. Prepare to die.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the end, um, listeners. And this all came from him taking control of Demon Souls when it was a failing project. Yeah, yeah, he jumped on. In the same Guardian article. He talks about, he, he, you know, he was a coder. He was ground floor, but he became like the director of that project. And he says, you know, the project had problems. The team were unable to create a compelling prototype. But when I heard it was a fantasy action role-playing game, I was excited. I figured if I could find a way to take control of the game, I could turn it into anything I wanted. And best of all, if my ideas failed, nobody would care. It was already a failure. (laughs) No risk. So he jumped on the project, changed, in his words, everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and created Demon's Souls as it launched huh. Yeah, and Demon's Souls is great as well I know I've really gone on about just Dark Souls the first one but,
2: but Demon's Demon's Souls, Souls, Dark Souls is really where, where it picks up in terms of uh, but, story and but and, I think Demon's Souls in a way is uh, has strengths mm. Dark Souls is not and equally like, I think they're both excellent um, and I'm really excited to get dig really deep into Dark Souls 3 now yeah because um, everything that I've seen is great it's, it's had such a such a, re, like a great reaction to people as well there's been a lot of great reviews and stuff and obviously reviews don't mean everything but um, because obviously certain people are obviously inclined to give a particular game more than it should sometimes but uh, good good reaction to what they he ha- has sort of loosely said as being the, the the concluding chapter yeah you wouldn't want to go out on a bum note and apparently it has gone out with a bang, yeah, and a whimper, as you fade into darkness and become hollow. Oh wow! Okay, yeah.
1: Thanks for that. Okay. So, so you have been listening to World One, Stage One. I have been hollow. I have been praising the sun. I'm waiting for you, Irish. <laughs> I've been ashamed. And my humanity has
2: been restored. <gasps>
3: Yay! Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.